This is It Was a Thing on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the dregs of humanity. Episode 238, submission number 398, The Class. And just so we're certain, this is not the Doctor Who spinoff class from 2016, nor is it the anthology series What Really Happened to the Class of 65 from 1977, nor is it the Head of the Class reboot on HBO Max from last year. But they will be covered in future entries. Yes. Anyway, the class aired on CBS from September 18th, 2006 to March 5th, 2007 for a total of 19 episodes. Well, we all remember where we were in third grade. I was at George C. Marshall Elementary in what is now Seaside, California. And if you listen to last week's episode, (laughs) (laughs) apparently Greg was running around with his ass sticking out in third grade. Damn you, Mr. Bogus! And that animated (laughs) cell you bought... No, not you bought that you showed us, Chico. Why did you have to show it to us? I don't know. <laughs> Why, we don't know a lot of things about Mr. Bogus. But you know what? Hilarity ensued. And you know what? This entire show could be an entire hilarity ensues. Yeah, but it's going to be far more detailed. It's going to be one of those uh, episodes where... We live up to the creed. Every failed TV show has a story. And this one had a story. Oh, did it ever. Yeah. It starts with David Crane and Jeffrey Cleric, who are the creators of the show, cleaning their basement and finding a box of old photographs from David Crane's grade school days. More specifically, his third grade class. From there, they wondered what would happen if they all got together. Because, you know, that's a thing that one wonders, right? Yeah, I guess. Well, they decided to make a pitch. It was originally called The Class and The Teacher. But when they made the pitch... Because of their clout in Hollywood, everybody was knocking on their doors. CBS wanted it. Fox wanted it. NBC wanted it. Oh, NBC not only wanted it, they wanted... Now, according to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, they wanted to buy this series sight unseen without a pilot, and they wanted to give it a full... 22 episode order which given who was running nbc at the time makes sucker yeah makes total sense because as we all know 
Jeff Zucker is an idiot. As if you needed more proof than Greg saying it, just check out the news from Wednesday, February 2nd. Jeff Zucker resigned as CNN's president. He did bad things. Yeah, yeah, this would be unheard of back then, but nowadays people order TV shows without pilots all the time. Oh yes, it happens now constantly, especially in an age of streaming. So CBS won, they got 13 episodes, and they put it to lead the night off on Monday night, feeding into How I Met Your Mother's second season, which, if you remember from last episode, was just starting to come into its own. But that wouldn't last long, for reasons we'll get to later. So, who were the members of the class? Well, I just so happen to have, if I could get the eight-man band from TV Tropes, because they do pretty much name every sort of brand, because this show is very, very tropey. Yeah, it's not like a three-man band. Apologies to Drew McIntyre, Heath Slater, and Jindal Mohal. Yeah, this is an eight-man band. We have... Ethan Haas, the guy who is pretty much getting the entire class together, well, the eight in this series anyway, played by Jason Ritter. And of course, Jason Ritter is the son of legendary actor John Ritter. And you would have remembered him as uh, Kevin from Joan of Arcadia, Sean in future installments, The Event, and as the voice of Dipper Pines on Gravity Falls. Yes, Gravity Falls. But, oh, Chico, you mentioned the event. You know, to this day, we still have no idea what the event was. What's the event? I don't know. And you know what? To be quite honest, who the hell cares? Who cares? And then we have the cynical brooder, Cat Warbler, played by Lizzie Kaplan, who would have just come off of Related on the WB, and who you might remember as having somewhat of a really good career with films like Mean Girls and Cloverfield, and also in a little-known TV show, you may have heard of it, called Masters of Sex. And Party Down. Don't forget about Party Down. I'm not going to forget about Party Down. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Related is not on the list, so guess what? I'm including it now, so... Ding, 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 ding! Playing her more chirpy, optimistic, fraternal twin sister, Lita Warbler, would be Broadway and stage veteran Heather Goldenhirsch. Really, she's more of a stage actress than anything else. Yes. She was in one episode of Sex and the City, one episode of Law and Order Criminal Intent, one episode of SVU. One episode of Modern Family. Oh, and we're going to get to Modern Family in a bit. And that's it. But she did win a Theater World Award for her debut performance on the New York City stage, so... Oh, that's good. Yep, she is no slouch. And then we have the quiet, unassuming, down-on-his-luck borderline suicidal until he meets Lita Warbler again, Richie Belch, 
played by Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who you might remember from a really, really, really minor role on a really, really, really minor ABC series called Modern Family. Yeah, I just mentioned that. Right? Don't know whatever happened to him, so. No clue whatsoever. Then we have one of the popular boys from the third grade class, Duncan Carmella. Oh, hold up, Chico. Let's just say we talk about some of the most famous people that have ever been mentioned on this podcast. Could we put this guy in the top 10? I believe we could put this guy in the top 10 because Duncan is played by John Bernthal, who is a noted member of the TV side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Let's just say he owns every gun in the universe and can kill you with them. And will punish you. Very much so. Well, we say the TV side of the MCU, but let's be honest, considering that they've been bringing some of the Netflix characters slowly into the MCU now with Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin and Matt Murdock played by Troy Cox in No Way Home. Yeah, we'll see the Punisher at some point. We want to see the Punisher at some point. And I'm looking at John Bernthal as Duncan, and John Bernthal as Frank Castle. Those are polar opposites, people. Oh, polar opposites, definitely. And then we have Nicole Allen, nay, Nicole Campbell, who was a pretty woman who was popular in high school, who fell in love with Duncan, was his prom date, and, well, it didn't end well. Didn't end well. Well, actually... He dumped her on Valentine's Day. Oh. But we'll get to somebody who got dumped on prom later. Okay. Yeah. Nicole is played by Andrea Anders, who at this point is just coming off of playing Alex on future installment, Joey. Oh, yes. That would make sense given who's involved in this show. Yeah. And then we have, okay, we were talking about the prom date that ended badly. And that belongs to Kyle Lundo, who was caught in bed by Holly Ellenbogen with another man. Uh-oh! Uh-oh. Kyle Lundo is played by Sean McGuire, who, are you ready for this? Yeah. He's a fake American. What? Yep. Sean was born in Ilford, London, England, and he is known mostly for playing the second Robin Hood on ABC's Once Upon a Time. Oh, okay. Not the first Robin Hood. The second Robin Hood on Once Upon a Time. Yeah, the first one was played by Tom Ellis, but that's another story. Oh, wait, we were talking about... Brits playing fake Americans. Well, Chico, go ahead. Playing the role of Holly Ellenbogen is another noted British thespian, Lucy Punch, who at least I remember from a star turn on one of my favorite Netflix shows of all time, Lemonese Thickets, A Series of Unfortunate Events. She played as May Squalor. Okay, that's the one with Neil Patrick Harris, right? Right. Okay. But she was also on another show 
actually, she was on films like Ella Enchanted, Hot Fuzz, Dinner for Schmucks, and Into the Woods. Oh, yeah, she was in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, she's one of the people that's killed by the, um, the, uh, was it the, the NWA? Not that NWA or the other NWA. No, the NWA in the town of Sanford. Yeah. And that's basically the eight people in the class that we're going to follow through these 19 episodes. So why are these eight people brought together in the first place? That's all ironed out within the first 10 or 15 minutes of the pilot. Because Ethan is about to celebrate an anniversary with his fiance, played by Casey Wilson. Not that one. Not that one. The other one. And again, all of this is sussed out in the pilot. In fact, the description is, a group of young adults rediscover each other 20 years after they originally met in the third grade. In the premiere, Ethan's fiance leaves him. Uh-oh. 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 Declaring that she can't deal with his dramatic, over-eager expressions of love. Impressed by Alina's defense of Ethan, Richie ends up leaving the party with her. Now, Richie, when he gets the call to go to the party... Oh, oh, here, let me explain. He's going to commit suicide. He's going to OT on taking pills. And then he gets the call and he's like, oh, I guess I better answer this call. Comedy! Yep, remember, this is a sitcom. Everything's hilarious. Yep. So Ethan invites Richie. He comes to the party. Holly comes to the party with her incredibly effeminate husband. Oh, yeah. He's super gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's super gay. It's like Glenn Cragmire's dad. Yeah. Uh, by the way, said husband, played by Sam Harris, who is a theater musician and a television, theater, and film actor. Okay. So there you go. Yeah. So that explains how he was able to sell it so well. And then you have Kat and Lena come to the party together. Kat makes the deal. 20 minutes and the party doesn't suck. Yeah, 20 minutes, party sucks. We bolt. Yeah. Holly was hoping to run into Kyle so she can flaunt how cool her life is when she meets Kyle and his boyfriend, Darren, played by Christian De La Fuente, uh, off and on in between appearances on CSI Miami. True story. He's a tech on CSI Miami. Yeah! <laughs> okay. And then you have Nicole, who is a trophy wife, the constantly put upon trophy wife of former pro football player Yonk Allen. Oh, and who plays Yonk Allen? Hey, it's somebody we mentioned back in episode 87, David Keith. Because he was on previous installment, Coed Fever. He but, looks like he would have been on Coed Fever. And you know what that means, guys. Parkman doing his little shimmy. It makes the women here in Cleveland puke. 
So Lena actually defends Ethan for bringing everybody together. Richie ends up leaving the party with Lena. Yes. And he's like, so, oh, oh, everything's finally going good for me. But you know what part. happens? Uh, yeah, this is why you don't talk with your phone up to your ear while you're driving. Because he backs up his car and accidentally runs over Lena's leg. Uh-oh! Uh-oh. But other than that, it was a really good time. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kyle apologizes to Holly for uh, the post-prob experience from their school days. You know the one. Yes. Where Holly and Kyle were going to the prom, but Holly catches Kyle in bed with another man. Yes, yes, I know, Jacob. Okay. And now you're caught up with what everybody is doing right now with their lives. And that's all you need to know about them. But there's more. There's more. There's 18 more episodes, There's 18 more episodes, folks. Episode 2. The class visits a hospital. Yeah, because this series is like how on Friends, how every episode's like the one with blank. Every episode is the class does blank. Did we mention that one of the creators of this show was David Crane? Yes, we mentioned that. Because that's important. Yeah, because again, he's one of the three people who created Friends. So esoteric episode names for 1000, Alex. Oh, did we mention every episode of this series was directed by James Burroughs? He's another real one. Yes. Geez, so many talented people on this show. Wow. You have no idea. It's a wonder why it failed. But we'll answer that question momentarily. Yeah. But here's episode two. The class visits a hospital. Richie tries to cope with the furious cat after accidentally injuring Lena. Fortunately, Lena is much more forgiving than her sister. Meanwhile, Duncan and the Mary Nicole deal with their renewed romantic feelings and hoping to help their daughter's chances of being admitted to the academy where Kyle teaches. Holly and Perry host a brunch for Kyle and his boyfriend. Oh, did we mention what the daughter's name is? The daughter's name, I can't believe Uh, this this is absolutely uh, true. We are not making this up. Mike, are you sitting down? The name of Holly and Perry. Yes, I am seated. You are sitting down. Yes. The name of Holly and Perry's daughter, Oprah Liza. Pearl. Perry named Perry, no surprise there, named the daughter after both Oprah Winfrey and Liza Minnelli. <laughs> Mike has his hand to his head like... I, I don't know how to react! This I, is one I, of those I, moments. If I had glasses with me, I'd take my glasses off and just bury my head in my hands. I really... You know, the, the Oprah side I get, and also, wasn't this around the time that Liza Minnelli and her then oh, fiance, yes, yes. they had the reality show on VH1? <laughs> oh, yes! Yep. I, forgot, yeah. I forgot that happened. 
Is that on the list? Oh, God, no. No, don't do Dude, that. Do we want it on the list is a better question. That That is a better question. I think we know the answer to that. I don't want to look at Liza Minnelli's fiance. He was hideous to look at. I actually have to wonder if Perry and Holly were based on Liza and David. Probably. It's 2006. There you go. Episode three. The class learns about hurricanes. When a hurricane threatens the city, Holly is assigned to cover the entire event. But everything she does goes wrong. Meanwhile, Kyle and Aaron are having lots of fun watching Holly's attempts to make a report. Kat is surprised to find that Ethan fondled Joanne's stuff. Oh! Yeah, she finds this out after A, she delivers him a muffin, and B, she takes her top off. Oh, yeah! Yeah, it does happen in this episode. Because remember, she was in that storm, and she's all wet, and so is the muffin. The actual muffin, Greg. Oh, okay. And after that, then she takes her top off. Yeah. But things might not be what they seem. Meanwhile, Duncan wants to spend more time with Nicole. Remember, Duncan is a contractor and Nicole's uh, house. Yeah, her house is is like so crappily built. It's what you would call in 2022 a fixer-upper. Oh, where's Chip and Joanna when we need them? We can't afford Chip and Joanna, and we'll get into why momentarily. So we get Duncan. Meanwhile, Richie ends up going to the hospital to see Lena. Funny story about how Richie goes to the hospital to see Lena. Oh, yeah. He feels so bad that he ran her over and broke her legs that he decides he's gonna t- he's actually gonna OD try to OD again and then oh 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 no oh no he overdoses on sleeping pills which is odd because I don't think he fell asleep no the sleeping pills they did not do a good job Chico no no they did not and it all plays out in the beginning of the episode where he takes the pills. He realizes Lena's calling him. Yeah, he calls 911 because he wants to know what hospital she's at so he can be at the hospital. And also maybe do something about the fact that he took a whole lot of sleeping pills. Oh, that too. Oh, and wait a minute. We forgot the best part of the episode, Chico. Yeah. As, as they're leaving the hospital. Okay. Chico, do you want to describe what happens after they leave the hospital? Um, she goes flying into a Prius and breaks her other leg. Yes, that happens. Because remember, there's a hurricane going on. Yeah. In total, they end up breaking 52 of her bones. 52 and... of her bones that he's responsible for. Richie, yeah. what the hell is wrong with you? And Richie's like, um, you don't want to be anywhere near me. I, I'm a, I'm a jinx. But Jake. you know what? Lena takes it with the. She, you know what? I admire Lena. She She's a positive a, person. Yeah. She takes it all with a very good humor. Yeah. We should all be like Lena. Yes. Yo, yo, men, get you someone who looks at you the way Lena looks at Richie. Yes. 
Do that. Do that, folks. Episode four. The class blows the whistle. When Duncan starts hanging around with Yonk, talking about video games and football, Nicole realizes that her worst nightmare is coming true. The former and the prospective current, or I guess I could say the current and the prospective future, are becoming buddies. So just so we are aware here, a former professional football player who makes boatloads of cash on not on a Dollar General level George Foreman grills. <laughs> and Duncan, who still lives with his mother. Yeah, it's true. We didn't mention that. Yeah, he lives with his mother. Yeah. Now they're buddies. Now they're buddies. This is the weirdest love triangle ever. Weirdest or the sexiest? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know! Meanwhile, Kat tries to help Ethan recover, so she sets him up with one of her friends. And Holly becomes obsessed with trying to get her daughter, Oprah, in Kyle's school. So she starts interrupting Kyle and Aaron all the time and drives them crazy. And when we say all the time, all the time time all the damn time all the damn time use your imagination folks but oh wait a minute do we want to mention the big twist in episode four i think we have to oh yeah because richie and lena go on their first date their actual first date date their first not like not two people having coffee together it's a date. It's a real date. But okay. Chico, do you want to mention what the big twist at the end of the episode? The big twist. The big twist? Richie has a wife. Huh? And? And? She's played by Sarah Gilbert. What? And? She's really angry. Oh, okay. Sitcom trope angry. Yeah. Comic angry. Comic angry. Okay. Funny angry. Okay. Funny angry. <laughs> I'm pissed at everything. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. You're a piece of shit, Richie. <laughs> wait. I was like, I'm going to kill you. Oh, wait ahead of myself episode five the class gets frozen yogurt ethan is challenged by cat into testing every flavor of yogurt without buying any meanwhile kyle continues lying to holly about her daughter oprah not being accepted into the school he works in and lena returns to work but finds it hard to do anything because she can't control her wheelchair. But Richie's nowhere around. How can he be a jinx? Well, here's the thing. She's like doing activities while in the wheelchair. And I'm like, how is she allowed to work when her legs are like up here? Like up here. And she can't like move around and stuff. 
Like she's trying to get like papers from cabinets. Like it's like the papers are all the way up here and and Lena's all the way down here. Here. Comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, there is more to this episode. Oh yes. Because Richie is helping Duncan with his job at Yogg's house. Remember, Duncan and Yogg are now buddies. And then we find out that there's more about Richie's secret life because of, well... Yeah, the wife. But, oh, here's another twist. Are you ready? We find out that Richie's wife works as a janitor in the office that Lena works at. This is really, 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 really twisted. I know. Yeah. And fun fact, Fern was Richie's first and, to our knowledge, only girlfriend in college. That explains a lot. Yeah, and Richie actually left her before the series. A fact that Fern doesn't seem to accept or it hasn't been legally codified yet. Love in 2006, ain't it, Grand? You know who plays Mr. Gordon in this episode? Who? Larry Cedar. Oh. The guy who taught me my mathematics in third grade. Yeah, I was just going to chime in and say from Square One TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Episode six. The class goes trick-or-treating. Holly does a remote from a children's petting zoo where she becomes involved in an unfortunate accident. Oh, yeah. She accidentally steps on a bunny. Oh, she steps on a bunny? She stepped on a bunny and killed it. Oh, no. Oh, and everyone's watching it. Like, oh. That's terrible! It is terrible! Meanwhile, after forging his signatures on some footballs, Yogg invites both Duncan and Richie to Atlantic City right before Nicole asks Duncan to not let Yonk gamble. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because Yonk, Yonk and Barney Stinson have something in common. They have a gambling problem. Maybe they have the same bookie. Well, they live in Jersey, so perhaps. Well, South Jersey, because they do mention Philadelphia a lot. Yeah. Maybe one of these characters knows Buddy Hackett and Soupy Sales. This is where we put the obvious clip in. I figure you do a good takeout business. Good takeout business. Yeah, we do a good takeout business. Takeout business. (laughs) Uh, We're getting to their takeout business, by the way. You may not know it right now, but we are getting to that takeout business. Okay. But again, I'm getting ahead of myself. And a couple more things. Did we mention that Holly was wearing stilettos when she was stepping on the bunny? Oh, no. Oh. And since this is the Halloween episode, we have to have a Halloween story. And the Halloween story is 
Lena wanting to be FDR for Halloween. Because get it, FDR was in a wheelchair. That's the joke. That's the joke. Because she's in a wheelchair because her legs got broke. Yeah. But you know what? It works. I mean, say whatever you want about this show. It was incredibly well written. Yeah, I'll give it credit for that. Episode 7. The class goes to a bar. Ethan and Kat pretend to be blind dates for two attractive people they accidentally meet at a bar. And Ethan isn't sure how to handle it when he starts developing feelings towards the person who thinks he's someone else. Oh, no. Oh, my. Oh, my. (laughs) Elsewhere, Nicole has to decide whether to attend Yogg's charity event or go see Duncan's high school band. And holy, stop the presses, guys. What? Richie and Lena... Finally, have a successful date. Oh, thank heavens. Yeah, if anyone was owed a successful date, it's those two. Oh. But hold up, Chico. Something happens at the end of the episode. What happens at the end of the episode? Oh. <laughs> For yes, Richie. Oh, who's this Lena Warbler person? Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. We have a known commodity in this episode. Playing the role of Jeannie Colucci is Zoe Lister-Jones. And, oh wow, her credits are stacked. She was in Life in Pieces, New Girl, and Whitney. Oh. And also Delocated on Adult Swim. Okay. Oh, you mentioned Whitney. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Stop talking about Whitney Cummings because Greg's just going to get more and more pain. Next episode. Episode eight. The class celebrates a birthday. Ethan, posing as Dan, attends a birthday party with Sue, unaware that he is going to Oprah's birthday party. Not that Oprah. The daughter, Oprah. The, the daughter of Polly's daughter, Oprah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The hosts are likely to reveal his true identity to Sue. Elsewhere, Richie reveals a secret to Nicole and Duncan, and Perry is forced to improvise by singing after he and Holly forgot to confirm the puppet people for the party. The secret is Richie's married. Yep. Oh, hey, guys, just want to chime in. I did a little bit of research and I found something interesting about Sam Harris, which I think needs to be mentioned. Okay, then mention it. Yes, uh, he was on Star Search in his first season and he actually won the grand prize that season for uh, male vocalist. Yes, that is incredible. Oh, my God, he did. I I knew it. That name was driving me crazy. I mean. I swear to God, it was going to drive me crazy until I figured it out. And here you are figuring it out. Oh. I'm, I'm the, the puzzle solver or what have you. Oh, I should mention in this episode, Sam Harris does like improvised puppet theater. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. It's great. It's great. There you go. Nice. Hey, when in trouble, 
Everyone will love Sock Puppet Theater. Everyone will love it. <laughs> Mike, you love Sock Puppet Theater, right? Now, I just want to make sure. Are we talking about something different than uh, Mick Foley's Socko? Mr. Socko, no. Okay. No, no, not, no, he doesn't put the sock into someone's mouth. <laughs> or, oh, wait. Wait, Chico. You, have you seen episode three of How I Met Your Father yet? Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. If a stranger on the subway asks <laughs> to open your mouth, don't open your mouth. Like, we were like, we were like, so sweet. Yeah, he asked them, hey, open your mouth. I'll show you something. And I'm like, so sweet. Don't. I know my way around this city. I even learned to keep my mouth closed on the subway. Open your mouth for a treat. Oh, that was not a treat. So sweet. <laughs> Okay, so in other words, the sock puppet is not trying to make uh, Vince feel better when he's uh, sick. No, there's no appearance of Europe the Clown, no. No. (laughs) I brought one other visitor, another special guest. What the hell are you doing? Mr. Socko! (laughs) Say hello to Mr. Socko! Mr. Socko knows you've been feeling mighty bad, so he's gonna give your boo-boo a big kiss. (laughs) You're gonna what? Hey, hey, ah! No, Mick, please. Please, just leave. Mr. Socko! Please leave, please. Damn it, leave. Take this crap with you. Take it out. Take it all out. Get out! Mr. Sucko. Okay. This may very well outdo Mr. Focus as one of our craziest episodes. Hilarity's ensuing. Hilarity has definitely ensued. We talked about Sock Puppet Theater with, with Sam Harris, and then we segued into talking about Mr. Sacco and that bum on How I Met Your Father who offered to open your mouth. And just, it was just, that's not a treat. (laughs) Did I mention at the end of episode eight, Richie was going to tell Lena how much he loved her. And then, oh, guess who comes to Kat and Lena's apartment? It's uh, Fern. And she's angry. She's angry. And she's going to let Lena know that he's his wife. Uh-oh. 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 Okay. That leads us into, like we said, for all its shortcomings, this was an exceptionally well-written series. As evidenced by that episode leading to this episode. Episode 9, The Class Gives Thanks. Crushed by the news that he's married, Lena refuses to see Richie, who has finally got up the nerve to leave his wife. And by that, we mean legally. 
When Duncan and his mother are invited to the Allens for Thanksgiving dinner, his mother spills the beans that Duncan and Nicole were quite an item while they were in high school. (laughs) And when Holly invites her former boyfriend to dinner with her husband, he gets to give his partner a show and how true it is about women desiring to find a man much like their father. We probably did explain already, but Harry Pearl is quite how would you say? How would I say? Yes. Yes. Effeminate, yes. Turns out her father-in-law? Yeah. Equally effeminate. Same. (laughs) Same. Yeah. In fact, according to Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, Holly seems oblivious to her husband's embodiment of a flamboyantly gay stereotype, a running joke among the other classmates. She apparently gets this trait from her mother, who is also blissfully unaware that she is married to an effeminate man. Oh, well. Runs in the family, I guess. No gay door. Episode 10. The class runs into a convenience store. We're halfway home, folks. Richie crashes into a convenience store. Oh, jeez. After a bee flies into his car. Oh, no. And refuses to leave the vehicle. He says that being in his car is better than all that is currently going on in his life. With his uh, disaster new girlfriend and his even bigger disaster ex-wife. The accident is soon all over the news. Guess who's covering it? Holly's covering it. Again, because she's a news person. And that's what she does. In fact, she's the first to arrive at the scene. And then the rest of the class arrives, trying to convince him to get out of the car. Get out of the car, Richie. Get out of the car, Richie. So... Richie is in a battle with a bee. Holly's covering it on the news, and the rest of the class are trying to talk him down off the proverbial ledge. Yep, this just took a hard left turn into classic sitcom tropism, I think. Yeah, it went from incredibly well-written to... Sure, why not? Let's go wacky here. But you know what the good news is at the end of the episode... Richie and Alina do get together, so. Oh. Yeah. And you know what? Richie and Lena look good. They look good together. Oh, yeah. Look good. They look good. Look good. Looks 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 good. Oh, looks good. Episode 11. The class celebrates an anniversary. On their one-year anniversary party, Nicole is frustrated when Yogg gives her a stripper pole as a gift. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah, boy! That's the perfect anniversary gift, am I right, Mike? Yeah, that is the classic one-year anniversary gift, if I'm not mistaken, Mike. I I thought that was the the perfect gift for the 69th anniversary. Nice. Nice. You're welcome. (laughs) Realizing her husband 
doesn't know her at all. All that sexual frustration is building up to something, folks. Elsewhere, Yonk seeks help from Duncan. Oh, speaking of which, Kat is upset when her new neighbor turns out to be a former classmate named Palmer, who found success in her life and seems to be getting along with Ethan and Lena just fine. And by the way, when we talk about a former classmate, Palmer is not in the class. Yeah. Yeah. Kat and Palmer went to art school together. Okay. Oh, I should mention Palmer is played by Jamie King. Yes. That Jamie King. That Jamie King, yes. By the way, Palmer is, again, a little too perky for Kat, but not for Ethan. And Richie having, you know, they haven't consummated the relationship with Lena, but he's working on that. Episode 12. The class visits a bad neighborhood. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, Ethan is seeking help getting over his relationship that uh, imploded in the pilot. And it looks like Palmer's just the lady for the job. But then Ethan goes full Ethan. He decides to send her flowers to show how much he cares for her. Palmer doesn't seem to be happy about it. And then Ethan says that cat sent the flowers. What? Wait for it. Cat oh. goes along with this. Why? Help Ethan keep... I'm getting there. She's trying to help Ethan and Palmer's relationship progress. Oh, okay. Yeah. However, this only prompts Palmer to confess that she has had a crush on Cat. What? Yeah. It's like Ethan and Palmer, they're hitting it off, but it turns out... Oh, Palmer was using him to get to her. Either that or she just rolls like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, of course not. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Meanwhile, Richie returns home one more time to get his things, only to find his wife there. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Who finds out that there is another woman in his life. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Ethan uses Kyle as a buffer for Cat at a party, and the whole thing ends. Are you ready for this? Okay, how does this end? Fern basically calls up Holly and says, well, says that if she finds the two of them together again, she's going to kill her. Holly Allen Bogan. I'm sorry, what? I'm gonna get you. Wait, hang on. Oprah, could you please keep it down? Mommy can't hear. I'm sorry, say it again. I'm gonna get you. Oprah, please! (laughs) Forgive me one more time. I said I'm gonna get you! Now, I only got part of that. What are you gonna get me? (laughs) 
guess I'll just have to be surprised. <laughs> and this is where we get into the point where we all say every failed show has a story because CBS gave this show a back six order. It would have a whole season of 19 episodes. But this was the last episode with Lucy Punches Holly. So this was their way of writing her out. Well, they didn't mean it for that to happen. Presumably, she was going to come back. But yeah, CBS really wanted more episodes. But at the same time, the cost of producing this show was sort of getting nuts. So they halved the staff and they fired Lucy Punch. I guess I should say Lucy Punch left the series. Or if this was Dashiell Driscoll saying she probably effing killed herself. Yeah. And we never see Holly Ellen Bogan again. She probably beeping killed herself. I'll put your mind at ease. We do reference Holly later in the run. Okay. So, she's okay. But we also don't see uh, Aaron anymore. He's always at work. This is what TV Tropes calls the Chuck Cunningham Syndrome. And I will read it off of TV Tropes here. Holly Ellen Bogan is last seen in the 12th episode receiving a threat from Richie's wife, Fern, who is also never seen again. There is no explanation given for her disappearance, leading to the unfortunate possibility that she may have been hurt in some way by Fern. A later episode does show Perry again, assuring viewers his wife is still alive by referring to her and calling her on the phone. So yeah. Now we have a definitive before and a definitive after. So here is the definitive after. It begins with episode 13, the class hits it. Oh, yeah, I see why it's called The Class Hits It, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Intercourse. Anyway, <laughs> when both Richie and Lena individually confided in their friends about moving their relationship to the next level, both Nicole and Duncan decide to help them. Meanwhile, after learning that Kat started following and taking pictures of a guy, because Kat is, you know, a photographer, Ethan decides to hook them up. All right, Mike, you ready for this title? Oh, I see it, and I can't wait to hear you guys say it. <laughs> the, the, the class has to go to a stupid museum. And let me tell you, as a kid, whenever I had to go to a museum, I always thought, ugh. I had to go to this stupid museum. Yeah, I remember my third grade class. Well, my second third grade class at a Colonel Johnston Elementary in Fort Huachuca, Arizona. We went to Tombstone to visit the stupid OK Corral Museum. I went to the Museum of Natural History and I was like, oh, this Museum of Natural History, this is all stupid. I don't care about these thousand-year-old pieces of history now this is all stupid was i the only person who went in school cared about going to the museum 
Well, which museum did you go to? Well, we went to the History Museum. We went to the Art Museum. Yeah, we went to decent museums. Have you ever been to the Stupid Museum? (laughs) Well, what's the Stupid Museum about? Okay. Uh, I was going to be... Oh, hold on a second. No, Uh, this is the this is like 2007, right? This is January 22nd, 2007. Okay, so Sarah Payne would not be in the stupid museum at this time. Okay. No. That'd be the next year. Yes. Yeah, let's just say give it a couple of years. So the class has to go to a stupid museum. When Ethan, Kyle, and Palmer overhear Kat and Benjamin's conversation about Palmer and Ethan's relationship being based only on sex. Sex, sex, sexy, sex, boner, boner, uterus. Palmer decides it's time to learn more about her lover and spend some time going to museums and practice abstinence. Oh. Well, now I understand why it's a stupid museum. Like, we're going to have sex. No, we're going to a stupid museum. Maybe they're going to the sex museum. (laughs) No, it's not the sex museum. What would be at the sex museum? Use your imagination, Greg. Do you really want me to answer that, Greg? (laughs) Oh, I know what's going to be at the sex museum. (laughs) Boiling. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, Greg, what's actually in the sex museum are <laughs> from back in the Stone Age. Well, now the would be the oh, at the museum from the uh, Buffalo Bills New England game a couple of weeks ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was just three and a half hours of complete and utter sh- <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> when Duncan goes out with an old school friend, played by Essence Atkins, who was on the pilot of future installment or past installment, saved by the Bell of College years, Nicole becomes jealous and tells Lena and Richie about sleeping with Duncan after Ethan's party. Oh. Oh boy. Well, at least Lena gets out of her wheelchair in this episode, so it only took 13 episodes. Yeah, and to cut the budget because, you know, reasons. Oh, yeah, because they probably can't afford the wheelchair anymore. They, they, could, they, they can't afford Lucy Punch and they can't afford the wheelchair. <laughs> the wheelchair probably cost them, like, I don't know, like 200 bucks. And they were like, no, we got to save money as much as we can. So this wheelchair out. From experience, since I have one. It's a little more expensive, but not much more. It was like four or five hundred dollars. Okay, I have no idea how much wheelchairs cost. And yet they were still able to afford Lizzie Kaplan. Well, party down hadn't happened yet, so neither is Masters of Sex. So, oh yeah. Episode fifteen: The class eats Moroccan chicken. We saw the sex thing. No, we don't. Oh, I never thought I'd ever see the term in a title of an episode, Moroccan chicken. Well, it's better than the Moroccan pasta from Peep Show. By the way, do not eat the Moroccan pasta from Peep Show. Oh, hold on. What day did this episode air, Chico? 
February 5th, 2007. Which means that this episode would have aired right after the How I Met Your Mother Super Bowl episode. And we talked about Emmett Smith in that episode. But there's another reason why we picked this episode following the How I Met Your Mother Super Bowl episode. And you're going to find out why in just a bit. All right. I know what it is, but I'm going to keep quiet. Okay. All right. So the class eats Moroccan chicken. Lena and Richie invite their friends over for dinner, and everything goes great until they get to taste Lena's inedible Moroccan chicken. And they have to eat it all so Lena's feelings aren't hurt. Oh, I've been there trying to eat something I can't stand, trying to pretend to like it. Uh huh. Meanwhile, Nicole convinces Yonk to go on a diet, and he agrees only if she will do the same. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Drum roll. Playing himself on this episode of The Class that aired right after the Super Bowl on CBS. NFL Hall of Famer. Legendary wide receiver. Jerry Rice. Yeah. Hey, who's Ferrari's in the driveway? Um, it's uh, Jerry Rice's. He and Yonk are working on some speech for a charity thing they're doing. Hold on. Jerry Rice is here? Yeah. So, like, you and I are under the same roof as Jerry Rice? Yes. So, like, if this place fell down on us, then I would be trapped under the same rubble as Jerry Rice? (laughs) Yeah, but they'd probably rescue him first. I would want them to. Get out of here. Oh, Jerry, it's my friend Dunk. How's it going? Wow, it is awesome to meet you, man. I am the... Oh, man. Sorry, it's my mom. She's not going to believe who I'm talking to. Ma, guess who I'm with? If you could just say hi. How you doing? Guess who that was? (laughs) No. No. No, why are you guessing dead people? (laughs) Just, Just tell her who you are. I'm Jerry Rice. No, that's not a hint. She's still guessing. Sugar, we're out of here. You have fun at your little dinner party. Okay, and I want you to have fun too, but remember, healthy choices. Oh, come on. I mean, we're going to a steakhouse. I beat Jerry at pool. He has to buy me a steak. Well, I'm sure he wouldn't mind buying you a nice piece of salmon. I'll be happy to buy the little lady some. (laughs) Man, I'm never going to hear the end of it. No, that's not true. Jerry... Please, this is about my husband's health. I'm sorry. Thank you. Now remember, this one is on me, so you don't have to bring your purse. (laughs) And you know what? It makes sense because, hey, Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice, they were both on Dancing with the Stars. Yep. Emmett Smith did a little bit better, though. He did do a little bit better than Jerry Rice. But you know what? He won. Yeah, he won. But you know what? Jerry Rice, at least he got that one doggy football game on the Wii. I was just going to mention that! I was literally just going to mention that right now. Jerry Rice and Nidus' dog football. (laughs) An actual Wii game. And it's so hilariously bad. Folks, you need to have this game in your life because it's so hilarious. Oh, someone get him! Someone uh, get him! He's no! Sprinting. He's 
he's renting. prancing his way across the finish line. I hate this game. <laughs> I do too. I hate, I hate to be it. I hate you. it. I really I do it. too. I hate it. I hate you, and I uh, hate the game. Yeah, if we ever do a video game spinoff, that may be episode one right there. <laughs> Jerry Rice and Nidus's dog football. And not only that, but instead of a first town, I think it's like first bark. Oh my gosh. I think our podcast has finally hit like the bottom of the barrel. We've talked about Jerry Rice's dog football <laughs> on the way. Yeah. Oh my God. You think, no, Mr. Bogus was the bottom of the barrel. We're just going even lower to the depths of the earth now. <laughs> yeah. I think we're, we're going to I, the sub basement. Okay. Yeah. We're going to the bomb shelters where we're going. Oh, did you say bomb shelter? I said bomb shelter. Well, at least you're not in Kansas, right, Madeline? Oh, my, my mother's like it's raining in Kansas. No, no, that's just a little bit of dirt. I'll just pass it right. Oh, oh, there goes Kansas. Oh, it's sunny. Oh, my, that looks like the day after. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, jeez. Oh, Never uh, okay. gets old. Never gets old. No, it does. Sadly, it does not. Okay. Uh, one of the people in this episode is actually a recurring character, Benjamin Chow, who is played by Trent Ford, who is an American-born British actor and model, who is actually from your neck of the woods, Mike. Okay. He's from Akron, Ohio. All right. And you probably know him from... Uh, six episodes of the west wing as sean paul okay oh and he was in an episode of that 90210 cw reboot as fashion design instructor yeah Ooh. oh wait he was uh mr was it Ms. he was mr. he was mikhail mitzit spitlick on smallville. smallville on smallville yeah yes and you know who else played that character on lois and clark chico Howie Mandel. Yes. You know who played him on Supergirl? Who? Tom Lennon. <laughs> That's great. Tom Lennon. Okay. Let's get, are we do we have any more to say about this episode? Um no. No, All we right. do not. Okay, we peaked at Jerry Rice and Nidus' dog football in that episode. Let's go to episode 16. Episode 16. Four more episodes, kids. The class has a snow day. On Valentine's Day, a terrible snowstorm hits Philadelphia, disrupting everyone's plans. Perry, who is redecorating Yonk and Nicole's house, has to stay with Nicole and Duncan and decides to make a meal for them while waiting. Oh. Kat and Kyle end up stuck at Ethan's, and Ethan tries to get rid of them to spend time with Palmer while Richie has trouble trying to come to Lena's. So, with this count as a bottle episode, I want to say this would count as a bottle episode. I guess. Because you're basically using just the house pieces. Yeah, probably trying to save as much money as they can. They have to. The network needs to cut the fat. Episode 17, The Class Springs a Leak. 
Nicole feels a loss when the boys finish renovating her home, while Yalk refers to her in an interview with a journalist by his ex-wife's name. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <sighs> this guy, Yalk. Meanwhile, Ethan feels compelled to break it off with Palmer, but has to face the music when someone else spills the beans to her. Oh, boy. And Nicole finds herself surprisingly saddened to think that Duncan and Richie won't be around anymore. So she dreams up some desperate measures to keep them working there. This is basically, hey, let's play Munchausen Syndrome for laughs. Comedy! Episode 18. The Class Rides a Bull. Nicole decides between Yonk and Duncan, but doesn't know how to break the news to the guys. Yonk takes Richie and Duncan to a western bar to thank them for the work done on his house, and Kat finds out Benjamin's heartbreaking secret. Okay, Chico, you have the secret? I have the secret. Alright, what's the secret? I'm so excited. What's the secret? Let's just say Kat was the side piece. He has a girlfriend named Susan... And a son named Jonah. What? Who is one of Ethan's patients. What is this? Run this by me again. Okay. So Ethan, the pediatrician. Yes. Has a patient named Jonah. Jonah. Who is the son of Benjamin. Benjamin. Who is currently dating Kat while he's still in a relationship with Susan. Ick and double ick. NG, no good. Yeah, by the way, uh, Jonah is played by Attica Schaefer, who you would know as P.D. Fryman in Steven Universe. Oh, that's nice. And this is the last episode. The class goes back to the hospital. Well, we went to the hospital in episode two. Now we're going back to the hospital. This is where everything just gets weird. After Yonk collapses as a result of a heart attack, the majority of the class flocks to Nicole's side to support her. After Cat dumps Benjamin... Ethan begins waiting for the right moment to tell her that he feels that he is the right guy for her. And Lena thinks Richie is going to propose. And that is pretty much where everything's left. Lena thinks Richie's going to propose. Nicole finally decides to take Duncan over Yonk, but hasn't left Yonk, at least on paper. Ethan discovers he has feelings for Kat, and then that's it. Because the season ends in March, and in May, CBS decides against airing a second season. There was so much talent behind this show and so much talent in front of the cameras as well. 
And the thing of it is, everybody was expecting to be ready to go for season two. In fact, Jesse Tyler Ferguson and Sam Harris, they pretty much posted on their MySpace pages because okay. MySpace was a thing in 2007. Yeah, this is 2007. Facebook really hasn't blown up yet. It's still, I think, limited to just college students, right? Yeah. It was between this show, the class, and a show that ultimately would get its time slot in 2007. A little show, you may have heard of it, called The Big Bang Theory. Oh, who's in that? Uh, just some people. Oh, wait. Wait, Johnny Galecki was on this show? Johnny Galecki and the chick from Eight Simple Rules. Oh, and, and a that, bunch of other people. And that nerdy guy from that one scene in Garden State with Gene Smart. Oh, that guy. That guy, yeah, who was also in that Quiznos commercial. Hey, you got that ordinary untoasted sub instead of the toasted Philly cheesesteak from Quiznos? What, were you raised by wolves? Yes, I was. Hmm. Oh, it's good to see that guy got work. Oh, yeah. You know what? I wish that show had a spinoff involving that character. Yeah, involving that character as maybe a young person. Maybe a person who goes to college as a kid. That would be a great show. I think that would work. That would have. I think in another universe that would have worked. But back to this show. Of course, this is the infancy of the internet. And when word gets out, the fans rally to the cause. The fans did rally to the cause, sending CBS recipes and samples of Moroccan chicken. Cheese! No, not cheese. Moroccan chicken. I said, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah. Moroccan ch- Oh, my. Because remember... That, that's the legacy of this show is Moroccan chicken. Yes! That is the legacy of this show, Lena's Moroccan chicken. And if Andrew Ray is listening... This is a request for an episode. I am giving you an idea right now. Lena's Moroccan Chicken. The show's on Prime Video, three bucks an episode, and it's yours. It's also on iTunes, Google Play, and the Microsoft Store. So, yeah, you can buy the entire series for 20 bucks if you want. So... As long as you give us a shout-out. It was a thing on TV.com. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, did I mention that the class was also the first sitcom to have a live table read session and a live rehearsal online on the internet? But this was when social media actually became social media, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, this is like early... I don't think this was YouTube. I think it might be... I don't know. I think it was on the show's official website because YouTube's really not that big yet. It's really just people posting like videos, breaking copyright and stuff like Google's just bought YouTube at this point. So Google's trying to figure out what to do with YouTube and everything. So all of this is to say 
It had a whole lot of things going for it. What went wrong? So I mentioned that this show initially was on Monday nights at 8 o'clock. Now, as I mentioned, CVS picked this up before they even saw the pilot episode. Basically due to the reputation of the creators of the show. Yeah. So after a couple weeks, because of the disappointing ratings, and also because it was affecting How I Met Your Mother, because remember, How I Met Your Mother was like a critical darling in season one. They didn't want it to hurt the numbers and the ratings of How I Met Your Mother. So starting on October 9th, they reversed time slots. So How I Met Your Mother went to the 8 o'clock time slot where it basically stayed for the remainder of its run on Monday nights. And the class was at 8.30. So because of that, the ratings started to steadily improve for the class. And then, of course, on October 23rd, they added the six episodes to the initial order. But of course, Chico, as we mentioned, everything starts to go wrong at this point. Yeah. Mondays at 8 o'clock was basically a murderer's row of stuff. Yeah, and this is probably what hurt it at the 8 o'clock time slot. So let's see. what. Oh, it was going up against initially 7th Heaven and then Everybody Hates Chris on the CW. Because there were three things that aired at that hour that really hurt the class's chances. The first was Wife Swap on ABC. Yeah, that was a big show back in the day. And then there was Prison Break on Fox, which is just getting to be really, really good. And then, Mike, a show that you really loved, and that I really loved. And I really loved. On NBC, Deal or No Deal. And like we say, that will do it. Yeah, America loved Dealer No Deal's 53 boobs. The 26 models and Howie. No, no. 25 models, Meghan Markle and Howie. Still 53 boobs. Yeah. And uh, again, the only move they did was switching the time slot from 8 o'clock to 8.30. And the lead-in from How I Met Your Mother helped the class but not enough towards the second season. No. Which is sad, really, because they left the show on, like, a whole lot of question marks. You know? A whole lot of question marks. Yes. I want to know if we were ever going to see Holly Ellen moment again. Meh. I just want to know if CBS was going to release a cookbook on Moroccan chicken recipes. Well, Greg did some research before this show, and he found uh, an interesting article from uh, noted television critic Aaron Barnhart, and he gave this show, after three episodes, a right proper dressing down, let's say. Okay, let me read Aaron's review here. And if you're ever listening to this podcast, Aaron, we appreciate it. After three episodes of the class, you would think I'd have something funnier to report to you than the scene where a young woman was racked by an airborne stop sign. Well, it was kind of funny, at least the first time. But the SmackDown was played for laughs a second time, and then a third, 
Indeed, that bit of cruel slapstick proved to be the centerpiece of the October 2nd episode, The Class, which debuts at 7 p.m. tonight on CBS KCTV5. On tonight's episode, someone will be run over by a car for grins. There's Suicide Heber 2. Hey, I get HBO. I'm game for dicey comedy writing. The problem is that these few and far between physical gags are all there is to the class. The premise is eight 20-somethings re-intersect two decades after they attended a third grade elementary class together. Things happen at the reunion held by Ethan, Jason Ritter, Holly Lucy Punch, and is confronted by Kyle Sean McGuire, who dumped her at the high school prom for another dot 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 boy. Lena Hever Goldenhurst and Mr. Suicide Jesse Tyler Ferguson hit it off. Um Darren. <laughs> Mr. Suicide. That guy's going to be on a hit show in three years. And Nicole Andrea Anders finds she still holds a torch for Duncan John Bernthal, which could be a problem for her husband, the NFL star. These sharply defined personalities, diverse in everything but their race, would seem to hold great promise for the class. It has a fine pedigree. Friends executive producer David Crane co-created it, and it's airing on CBS's unstoppable Monday night lineup. But the punchlines fell flat more often than not. There was way too much time spent making fun of Holly's broken gaydor, and as gratifying as it was to see spoiled kids half my age getting clobbered, it got old fast. After three episodes, I'm tired of waiting for the class to improve its grades. So, damn, Aaron. Damn. Damn! Tell us how you really feel. That's it. That was the class. I mean, everybody on the class went on to bigger and better things. Holly became the uh, significant other of a despicable uncle on Netflix. Lena became an award-winning actress on Broadway. Kat became a master of sex. And a waiter. And a waiter. Ethan went on to Gravity Falls. And Raising Dion. Raising Dion. And Duncan became the Punisher. Kyle became a Robin Hood figure. Quite literally, I might add. Yonk? What did Yonk do? Yonk is probably doing his little shimmy that makes the women puke in Cleveland. Am I right, Mike? I don't even know what you're making a reference to. I'm making a reference to Major League Two. Uh, A movie I haven't seen. You have to see Major League Two. It's even better than Major League One. (sighs) Okay... But don't watch Major League Back to the Miners, even though it has Scott Bakula and Ted Bagulina. Don't. Personally, Greg, I would rather go to the bike shop that Gordon Jump runs than watch Major League Back to the Miners. I didn't have plans on it. Good. Nicole left her husband for Ted Lasso. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought we'd get a Ted Lasso reference on this podcast. Richie's wife went on to host a talk show with uh, that news lady on CBS and Big Brother. Tell me I'm wrong. And the class ended up becoming a thing on TV. Yep. You know what? I give this series credit. It's not 
great. But it's not terrible. I thought this series was going to be terrible because I remember this series being like, I don't remember anyone liking it back in the day. Yeah, I watched the first step. I was like, I remember watching the first episode while waiting for How I Met Your Mother to start and thought that the whole cast felt like they were trying too hard. And I guess that is true. But seeing as how most of the cast ended up doing bigger and better things, it's like, yeah, you can see, like, why these people were cast in this show. So that's all we got to say about the class. But you know what? We have plenty to say it. It was a thing on TV.com where you can listen to the 237 episodes prior to this show where you have all sorts of fun stuff. We got live shows, minisodes, director's cuts. Oh, thank you, Benoodles. And oh, oh you heard the cats. Oh, 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 yes, but... oh. Can we just take a moment to appreciate Benoodles here? Yes, let's appreciate Mike's cat. And also, we got the Wednesday drops at Place Me Nation. I always forget what we did last week. Oh, Mr. Well, Bog- Mr. Bogus. <laughs> Hilarity ensued, Craig. Hilarity ensued. How could I have forgotten about that? And whoa, Brevery Love. Yep. And I think the How I Met Your Mother Super Bowl episode will be in that drop, too. So, Because it is getting close to that time and while we're on that subject we got a couple of entries involving that subject first of all hey last year we did the super bowl 23 halftime show yeah and and we thought uh, elvis presto elvis presto we thought oh this is the dumbest ever well guess what it turned out the dumbest shit ever was three years earlier and it was so bad how bad was it? Pete Rizal said, we're never having this group again. We're never having them again. And the thing is, they had been in Super Bowl halftime shows in the past. Uh-huh. So how bad was it? Well, you'll have to find out next Monday. But on Thursday, next Thursday on our Podbean feed. Guys, it's been a long time. But you know what? We're going to do a special episode dedicated to a series of Super Bowl local commercials done by someone we covered all the way back in Hometown Commercials Volume 1 in Episode 98. And that's all coming next week right here on It Was a Thing on TV. Thanks for listening. Please be kind to each other. And we will see you next time. Wow! I hope you guys have a pen and paper handy because I've got a little list for you, okay? Okay. Uh-huh. One pound skinless, boneless chicken breast meat cubed, two teaspoons of salt, one onion chopped, two cloves of garlic chopped, two carrots sliced, two stalks celery sliced, one tablespoon minced fresh ginger root, half a teaspoon of paprika, three quarters of a teaspoon of ground cumin, half a teaspoon of dried oregano, a quarter teaspoon of ground cayenne pepper, a quarter teaspoon of ground turmeric, one and a half cups of chicken broth, one cup crushed tomatoes, one cup canned chickpeas drained, one zucchini sliced, and one tablespoon lemon juice. 
prep it for 10 minutes, cook for 30 minutes, and you'll have four servings of the perfect Moroccan chicken. Mm. Mm. 